0: Welcome back everybody to another exciting week on Talking With Experts podcast with your host Chris Cowden. This week, just like every week, we have an incredible guest joining us who has worked with some of the biggest names in internet marketing. We've got Josh Beachraft, who is a white label partner for some of the biggest brands in internet marketing space right now. Uh, For example, he's worked with Mike Filsaime from BrewFunnels, Funnels, Russell Brunson from Click Funnels, Mike Long from OMG Machines, Alex Meyer and Ty Lopez from Alex Machine, and he is a phenomenal guy as well. He, 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 He is somebody who continually over delivers and wants to give back to the industry, and that's why he's coming on the podcast today to share his concept on frameworks, white label partnerships and more and you're going to get so much uh, mindset training as well so i hope you take a lot out of this uh so enjoy the episode okay great well thank you josh big Be- beach ref for joining me today on uh talking with experts podcast i am amazed that you said yes to me uh, to, uh, and i'm and i'm yeah i'm just really chuffed that you uh, you come on the, the podcast and share your wisdom with everybody and i know you're you're um you're a digital marketer but you're very successful at it and uh, we have a mutual friend called Chris Cunningham so I thought it would, it would be worthwhile having you on. Uh, so so welcome, please, please share who you are to everybody else who's listening out there uh, and we go from there.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's my pleasure. I love doing uh, podcast and listen, if there's one thing that I could do uh, uh, just endlessly forever uh, for no reason at all, it's talk with other cool people about digital marketing. So, uh always, always take advantage of an excuse to do that. So a little bit about me, my background. Uh, I started digital marketing back in 2008, which seems like a lifetime ago. Uh, I was a hobbyist for many, many years. And I decided in 2013 that I was going to jump out on my own and quit whatever work I had doing and just no safety net. Let's get this done. And I started a, dig- a digital agency. Um, I've grown that. Over the years, it's had a few different uh, um, incarnations, if you will. And I found myself actually most comfortable working uh, in other digital agencies as a white label partner. So I do a lot of stuff where it's still me, it's, it's my business and everything. I'm not necessarily an employee, but I work on behalf of other agencies. And that's given me a lot of freedom to work with lots of different types of clients, as well as uh, some really high profile clients Some people, uh, I'm not going to say names specifically, but... Their names that you've heard of, I guarantee it. Yeah. And uh, I've been able to to work on their, their digital marketing strategies. Their search engine optimization is what I dominantly specialize in. And through those relationships, I've been able to build a place where I've been able to coach a lot of people in different communities. And being a coach is actually what I love doing the most. I love helping people solve problems, get through bottlenecks and optimize their business. And uh, I've been... Uh, gratefully successful at doing that for a lot of people. Um, I've been very, very blessed to have the feedback that I have from people. So um, I don't know if that's a, enough of an intro for you there. I could go into there- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I, I know the people that you've worked with. And uh, if you don't want to mention their names, that's totally fine. But they are, they are, uh oh geez let's say that
1: <laughs> yeah no this, so some of the people that i've worked with i'm I'm fine with that just clients i, I don't necessarily want to go too far out in public sphere i talk about it privately but you never know what happens in the public space you know but as far as people that i've been blessed to work with call friends or or uh, been on partner projects with it's people like uh, ty lopez alex meer um uh, uh ty i don't know too well but i've worked on projects with him um Mike Long, who's, uh, if, if you guys don't know who Mike Long is, he's sort of uh, the, uh, he's, he might be one of the most successful internet marketers of all time. He's been behind all of the biggest stories in our industry. Uh, and he's somebody that I consider a friend and a mentor. Um, uh, I've worked with Mike Phil Same on uh, a number of different things. Um, in fact, just uh, last month I was with him in uh, uh, Orlando as well as a number of other people. Um, people like Matt lights I get to call a friend who's the the like foremost expert on bot building and uh, stuff like that on top of people like Tim Johnson um, and Chris hates it when I do this but I also mentioned Chris Cunningham because Chris <laughs> is uh, just in an amazing documentarian I've worked with Billy Ballantino who's Conan O'Brien's producer on video projects um, Michael Noval, who's also uh, one of the producers of the amazing race I worked with him on uh, video projects um, Uh, I could probably keep going. Honestly, it's a little little overwhelming to think about uh, uh, all the people that I've gotten to meet and do. And and listen, I I like I don't I don't come on here to say like, hey, this makes me special. I'm just a guy who does things. And sometimes people like it and introduce me to other people. That's that's really all that it is. So I don't take any big ego in it. I just enjoy the fact that that's my life.
0: So yeah uh, yeah it's not about an ego thing it's just about showing that you are an expert you you're you're a credible expert for this podcast <laughs> for sure yeah. and probably uh, I'm surprised that you even came on but so so how uh, but you're here so we're going to make the most of it so yeah. um how did you start your journey well, and yeah. and how did you find how did you manage to get to work with all these great people
1: yeah, so uh, the journey really started with um, uh, yeah, finally a decision, right? Like th- this is the the one thing that is, uh, it- it's obvious how all great journeys start. But I decided that I wasn't comfortable uh, with where I was at working for uh, other people or corporations, right? Like I knew that there was more that I had to offer the world. And I knew that these places were never going to allow me to explore what that was in, mm-hmm. in detail. And my the, the core of, of everything that I'm about is helping other people, right? As much as I can help other people to a detriment, honestly, like it's it's probably cost me more money to help other people than I've ever made. Um, and and I'm totally fine with that, by the way. That's not a, a, a shameful thing for me. So uh, I set out to do just that. I wanted to help other people and still be able to support whatever financial needs I, I had. And um I felt strongly enough about it that I went, I'm gonna do this without a safety net. And there's something that happens when you don't have a plan B, mm-hmm. uh, plan A just works out, right? Because it has to, there's no other options. So uh, I just took plan A and said, you know, if I crash and burn, I'm gonna figure out what it's like to heal from a crash and burn and get back up and do <laughs> it again, right? Um, and as a result, what happened was I started learning more. I started being asked more questions, which gave me new problems to solve. And as I was solving new problems, I met new people. And I met one person in particular, a guy named Stephen Floyd, who's big in our search engine optimization industry. Um, and uh, I ended up creating a relationship with him, and he he ended up being sort of the gateway For me getting in with a lot of other people and and gave me a platform to be able to help a lot of other people because he seen how much I was helping him and helping the people in his community and um, that that's really been the the key to all of it is um, I've kind of made a joke of this like it's important to be a tool right like you have to be the tool that somebody needs to to be able to get where they want to go and if you are that tool and you do it better than any other tool you'll never be left behind and you'll always mm-hmm. have a use, right? So um, y- you have to be too good to not include. And that's just what I've done. And I've done it without asking for the moon. And I, I think that's an mm-hmm. important part of it is I haven't come in and told everybody, well, yeah, I'll do it. But like, uh, you know, 10 grand or, or 50 grand or whatever. Uh, no, I'll do it because I know where this leads and I know where this goes. And, you know, my Rolodex is an example of that because uh, I have, I have, I've earned the respect with these people to be able to get there. And as a result, I've earned the respect with my community. So when it comes time for me to help somebody, nobody has to ask me whether I'm qualified to help. Nobody has to ask me whatever. I just get to do what I love to do, which is help people and they get to benefit from it. And we all have a happy, merry day.
0: Yeah. And, and I think when I joined one of the masterminds with you and Chris, all that I got from that was the, the opportunity to see both of you working at the best of your ability but also you just over delivered on value and i don't think you were even charging for this particular mastermind so you were just there giving 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 and uh, i really adore that about yourself so thanks for doing that and uh, actually you gave us you gave us a website template and some other extras but yeah i'm glad that i'm in your (laughs) wider circle
1: (laughs) yeah no (laughs) I'm glad as well. I'm glad that it 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 makes an impact that way, right? It's um giving without asking to receive is an important part of this. I know it's not a digital marketing strategy, but mm-hmm. I promise you it's a digital marketing strategy, right? Like it's you, you build relationships that way. And that's what digital marketing ultimately is, is a gateway to build relationships. So Yeah.
0: So so how much um maybe not how much, but how important is networking and has it led to you acquiring clients that way?
1: Yeah. And in fact, what one of the interesting things now, there, there are some people that do this successfully, but most digital marketers, um, especially in the SEO industry or the agency space, I, I should qualify this because uh, uh, certainly it's not true in other spaces with what I'm about to say. But in the agency space, most people build their businesses through networking. Uh, it's weird. They're not using digital marketing and lead magnets and and funnels and all of that sort of stuff to try to build their agencies. it's It's usually people connecting with people. It's not people connecting with advertising mm-hmm. to connect with people. now, there there are some exceptions to that for sure. But networking has been the number one tool for everything that I've done to grow everything because look at the end of the day, like, you know Grant Cardone says this, and he's a little brash about it. but, uh, you know, he comes out and he's, who's got my money, right? And at the end of the day, that's another person. That's not a. That's not a, mm-hmm. a screen. That's not a Facebook post. That's not a, a thing. So, like, if you want to go to where people are spending the money, you've got to be able to connect with people, right? Mm-hmm. Now, certainly, other bigger internet marketers that are doing funnels and you know the Russell Brunson ClickFunnels style people, uh, they're using digital marketing to bridge that gap in a much wider audience. But that's that's usually uh, and again there's caveats here that's usually a, a B2 C transaction or business to consumer mm-hmm. in some way where when you're when you're selling digital marketing service it's a B2B B, business to business and that's just a different marketing environment altogether so networking is a vital component of that no matter what you're doing
0: so so like if you were starting from the beginning and starting to build a, a consultancy or what whatever or start as a digital marketer what would be your first steps?
1: First steps. Uh, the first thing that I would do, obviously, like establish uh, a little bit of, of a footprint for for people to find me, right? Like you you get a website up, um, you have your kind of about me stuff, and and those kind of things. Just as so, if somebody does go look for you, um, there's something there to find, and and even put together some kind of resource for somebody to take advantage of. But then the first thing I would do is I would start joining networking groups, meetup groups, uh, BNI, which is Business Networking International whatever you can do to get face time with people mm-hmm. and talk to them about their problems, right? Not talk to them about what you do. So special and, and like, look at all the stuff I was able to do. It's like, Hey, what, what problems are you facing? And uh, I'll tell you my biggest networking secret. And it's so simple, but so many people struggle with it. Uh, the biggest networking secret is to get other people to talk about themselves while you never talk about yourself. Right. So tell me about your business. What's going on? What's good? What's great? What's Mm -hmm. not so good? Uh, how long you've been doing it? Right? Like you're asking these questions and letting them just spill and spill and spill. Oh, hey, I didn't even ask. What do you do? Oh, well, thank you for asking. Now I have your attention. Right. Now we can talk about, oh, well, you mentioned you had this problem. What I do is actually help people solve this problem through digital marketing, right? And you now yeah. you're just connecting dots because you had the the patience to listen to somebody instead of saying, hey, I'm a digital marketer, I'm a digital marketer, I'm a digital, right? Like yeah. you, you can't be the donkey in Shrek and expect to get a whole bunch of business. You need to just sit there and listen and give them the opportunity to have the stage.
0: The, give them the opportunity to tell you their problems and then you're the solution.
1: Yeah. yeah uh, so that- uh, I'll tell you what's funny about it. Um, They'll think you're your best friend afterwards because all they did was talk to you and you just listened and that's what nobody does. So all of a sudden they feel more connected to you because you actually heard them and they didn't feel like they were just bouncing it off of a thing. And now you have Mm. actual, you know, you're building no like, and trust by doing nothing at all, which is funny. Um, You just ask the right questions and listen.
0: So going on that no like, and trust, if you've already or you're maybe, you're at the no stage. Okay. Um, what are things that you could do, or we, I could do to build that first connection with somebody to, to build the no luck and trust factor?
1: Yeah. So, um, in, in different environments, it's different things. Um, right. Because once you have a little bit of a foot in the door, like how you're introduced to people or the initial context of that really bridges no like and trust very quickly, right? so if if I'm in a room and I introduce myself as uh, the guy who owns a local digital marketing agency that helps local businesses, that's that's one way of 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 starting to bridge that gap because what you have to do before you can even build no like or trust is you got to build interest. right you got to get mm-hmm. attention, right? so um if i if I say, Hey, I'm the guy that builds uh, that builds businesses from zero to seven figures in in record time leveraging things like search engine optimization and Facebook advertising and these things. Well, that's a different level of attention people automatically want the secrets to building things they don't really care about the guy who owns a digital marketing agency right mm-hmm. so part of it is getting clear on how you're marketing to people and letting them know who you are and the quickest way to do it is to be a little bit boastful about yourself, right? You have to you have to be willing to brag about yourself and give people data points that uh the th- that they're not gonna hear otherwise, right? Nobody else mm-hmm. is gonna tell you that I was uh, the the main coach in a coaching program with Ty Lopez and Alex Mir and and all of that, right? Like nobody's gonna come out and be like, oh yeah, that's that guy. If I tell you that, now you know it, right? Yes. And I go, Oh, it's in- interesting. I know who those names are, so you're you're building that bridge with attention. That instantly creates a a, a no like and trust at a minimal level. Now, what you're able to do with that attention is dig into their stuff and say, "Well, let me give you my attention and hear your problems." Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you were to do it in terms of like growing your podcast, it's like, "Hey, I've been blessed to interview people such as blah 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 blah." we'd love to invite you on as a guest as well. Would you be willing to do that? Right. So, cause now you're, it's not just like, Hey, I want to invite you over to be on my podcast. People are inviting people yeah. to podcasts all of the time. Right. So, um, those, those kind of, uh, bridges are really, really important. And that's the hook that you have to understand in marketing, uh, and what your hook actually is. And when it's just you marketing yourself, it's not a headline that you type. It's something that you say about yourself to hook somebody into your world and grab their attention.
0: Yeah. And I think that's the, one of the reasons why I did the part po- podcast is to uh, interview experts and real experts, not just uh, people that claim to be for, sure. <laughs> uh, to, to, to not get the authority myself, but um, to, to get some big, more big names on. <laughs> um, so I know I've seen on your website about selling frameworks. Sure. Um, can Can you talk more about that and how that might help a podcaster or somebody else who's starting or has an agency?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I think it's great because th- this is a good segue uh, to this because part of what you're going to be doing once you have somebody's attention is you have to communicate with them, right? And selling frameworks are just uh, they're they're not really selling frameworks, they're communication frameworks. It's a way to organize information in very simple terms that helps somebody understand better what you're going to say. That way, Mm -hmm. when you ask them to do something, they're clear on what you're asking them to do. So I just actually used a selling framework to explain that, okay? And the framework is very, very simple. It's one of my favorites. This is something that uh, uh, John Carlton, uh, as far as I know, came up with this many, many years ago. Frank Kern, if you know that name, has popularized it. And it's a selling framework that says, here's what I got, here's what it'll do for you, And here's what to do next.
0: Mm.
1: Very, very simple. So here's what I got. I've got these things called selling frameworks. Here's what they're going to do for you. They're going to help you communicate in a more effective way. So when you ask somebody to do something, they understand what it is better that they're going to do. And then here's what to do next is a call to action, right? Mm -hmm. Do me a favor, come over here and click this button. Do me a favor, come over here, book this appointment to do like whatever that is, right? So you can use that framework. I, I kind of call this like my Batman tool belt, cause there's a few different frameworks that are really beautiful. And once you understand them and get used to them, you can kind of take them on and off of your tool belt in real time mm-hmm. communication to be able to use this. So I know like somebody asks me a question, I can instantly go, oh, uh, here I'm gonna use my my framework. That's, um, here's what I got, here's what I'll do for you. Here's what to do next, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you, you just deploy that. Another framework is a really old one uh, in marketing called ADA, which is attention, mm-hmm. interest, desire, action, right? Um, so if I need to get attention in some way, so somebody's like, tell me a little bit about yourself. I need to get attention. Hey, would it be helpful if I gave you an example of what it is that I do for people? Yes. Oh, sure. Right. Okay. Great. I have your attention. <laughs> Thank you. Right. So uh, you may be aware, but a lot of people have problems getting traffic to their website that actually turns into real buyers, even at a local market level, even, even the auto repair guy has trouble getting people to their website. Uh, is this a, is this something you experience at all, right? Uh, now, yes, mm-hmm. I have an interest, okay, right? Now desire. So what I do is I take and place them in the top positions on Google for the, the most trafficked keywords out there. So we can very easily, even if we mess things up, we can collect that traffic and get that customer to be able to call that business uh, every single time. Does that sound like something that would help your business a little bit? Yes. Oh, we have desire, right? Yes. Great. So now we just need to take some action. So would it be helpful for you if I put together a, a sort of a roadmap that helped us get from A to Z to show you how we can get this traffic to your site, make it valuable and turn this into something that's profitable for you? Of course. Right. <laughs> now we would. have action, right? So. Uh, when you have these frameworks, you can literally just go, well, how do I deploy this in real time in, in this moment? You know, another one, problem, agitate, solve. I could go on with these over and over. Okay. We'll leave this one. Problem, agitate, solve is one of my favorites because it's sort of, uh, I call it twisting the knife, right? Like you may be aware that people have problems getting traffic to their website that turns into buyers. Uh, of, yeah, of course. I've I've heard of that problem. Yeah. And what really stinks about that is you put, you spend how much money on website? How much did you, you spend on your website, 10 grand? Yeah, so you put $10,000 into a website, you spent how many hours researching and trying to understand how to make all of this? And you're probably at wit's end hearing these phone calls from people from Google saying your listing's broken, that's why you're not getting traffic and you don't know what to do. And you, you end up feeling overwhelmed and you let the whole thing go and this opportunity slips through your fingers. That feel familiar, right? Mm-hmm. Great. Well, I solved that problem by, blah, blah so we're just taking and just twisting the knife, getting all the emotion and all of the, the scenarios packed into what that problem creates for somebody. So it's a very real visceral mm-hmm. thing at the top of the conversation, not just something in the background of their mind. And uh, then when we present the solution, it's like, oh, thank God you gave me the relief, right? Like that's maybe a little bit dramatic of, yeah. of, of a response, but that's the mm-hmm. point, you know? And
0: um, I've, I- i know that they're quite like old theories but they're still so important right now they still those those frameworks still work today
1: human communication has not changed that much right the human brain doesn't evolve as fast as social media platforms do so we can <laughs> we can rely on old things like that uh, pretty effectively
0: and and uh, you when you were talking about you know when you were agitating the problem you you kind of went into a bit of a story how important is story
1: when selling story can be really really important especially in terms of illustrating right if we go back to that original framework here's what i got here's what it'll do for you 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 almost have to tell a story in a sense to be able to communicate that right Mm -hmm. and um stories are important in all marketing and they're honestly they're important in all cultural communication right we can't we can't even say that we're, we're, um, you know, a, a, akin to the nation that we live in without referencing a story about the nation. Right. Like that's, that's part of, of the thing. Like, you know, you have stories that you grew up with in the UK. I'm sure I have stories I grew up with in America and those are part of who we are. If we take on the identity of, of, uh, it, it would it be British in the UK. Is that right? Yeah. British. Yeah. yeah. So if you take on an identity of British and I take on one of American, right. Well, that's based on stories. So, if we take on a, a smaller identity of one who's buying a service, right, or uh, a smaller identity of one who's uh, engaging in marketing, well, then we have to understand what the, the the core framework of that is as well. So, and that's part of why we talked about that initial hook, right? That initial mm-hmm. hook when when you're you're trying to connect the dots to get people interested in what it is that you do. That's a story in in a sort, right? Uh, if my initial hook is I'm the guy who takes small businesses from zero to seven figures in record time, that's a story, but it's also an attention getting hook. And it's a very short story. Yeah. Well, tell me more. Well, I have this one client, right? Blah, 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 blah. And case studies in, in our industry, that's a story every time. We use these case studies to illustrate what it is that we're capable of doing and uh, show that. And then if we have a testimonial from that to tag mm-hmm. onto the end, that's a story from the customer. That's third party verification. And now we have this complete thing where people have this, it's very believable that everything you just said is true. And that, wow, that could actually happen to me. Tell me more. How does this apply to me? Great. Thank you for asking. <laughs>
0: right. yeah. yeah. And so, and so on and so on. And 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 uh, I know we're in the same community when it comes to video marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some lessons that you've learned over the years that apply to right now that, could involve a little bit of video marketing and SEO. Yeah,
1: yeah so there, there's a few things actually. And they there there's an interesting thing with video where there's um unproduced off the cuff kind of video, mm-hmm. um, and there's there's well-produced, uh strategically designed video. And they both have their place. Like there is no like, well, people prefer unpolished, this, that, or the like you hear a lot of people say that and. That's not true, that depends on the environment in which they're consuming the video in and what it is that you're trying to convey with the video, right? So something like this that we're doing right now that's sort of off the cuff and just conversational, um, it's really, really important because this ultimately is a story, right? Like Mm -hmm. you're asking questions, I'm giving answers and there's some interesting content, hopefully that's that's, uh, being talked about. Um, So I, I think video in this context Um, needs to be utilized as much as humanly possible because it's a very quick, easy way to create a powerful format of of video, right? It doesn't take, we don't have to do this huge production and set up lights and studios and um, check audio levels and all of those things. We have this technology that does it for us. So uh, I think that we have a lot of really great gateways into regular video and, and Facebook Live is another part of this. And I think where I'm ultimately going with this idea is that Even the most well-produced video, which I love doing and and been part of numerous projects and Chris has obviously, uh, uh, Chris has forgotten more about video than I've ever learned. Um, Those those type of videos are amazing in every way. We appreciate them every day, right? From a Hollywood movie to a good documentary to a TV show, whatever. But none of that matters when it comes to your business. Mm -hmm. You're too afraid to get in front of the camera. Right, Mm -hmm. So I think the biggest opportunity we have with video right now is it is the most powerful way to communicate with people, hands down. Um, Where people fail is that they don't just pick up their phone and do a Facebook Live just to get used to talking to a camera and just to get used to looking, not not looking dumb, but feeling like maybe they look like they're dumb when that's never the case. Nobody's ever like, idiot. Yeah. Nobody's—they're just going. Okay, cool. I'm not interested in what you're saying. No big deal. I'll move on. And sometimes somebody leaves a comment that's negative, but like, you know, who cares? Mm-hmm. But you have to get to that point because if you're going to be in business and you care about what somebody thinks about you or is going to say, like, you're going to be in a very limited business, right? Mm. Um, yeah,
0: with no it, customers. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It, it, you you just have to be able to go to the people who like you and expound on getting more people to like you. So. When it comes time to sit in front of a camera with with a well-produced video or put together a real sales video and script things out and whatnot, you've already got the confidence and muscle memory to be able to, to hop on there and do that, right? Like yeah. nobody would believe, and I'll tell you real quick uh, in, in terms of a story, nobody would believe that I was the shy, weird kid at school in the corner that didn't understand anything about social dynamics because they see me get on a camera And they don't realize that this was all something I had to train myself to do. Like, this was not a, like, I I didn't have a gift for this. Right. (laughs) I got put through trial by fire as a magician. I started learning magic many, many years ago and people just started pushing me to perform. And then finally I was being pushed to be on stages. I had to figure out how to make this thing work. And I learned communication frameworks uh, as a result And then it just became second nature and muscle memory. So it's just Mm -hmm. a little bit of practice away. It's not like, well, that person has it and and I don't. You just haven't done it. That's all there there is to it. So I don't know if that's the right way to answer that question, but I think it is. I think uh, everything comes with
0: practice. And uh, I can remember even just looking back. um, I did the testimonial for Chris Cunningham, uh, and when I look now, it's like. It, it, you When I used to see myself on camera, I used to cringe and I was like, oh, I don't like my voice and everything. And, but now I actually don't mind seeing myself on camera. I don't mind hearing my own voice. And I think that's one thing that prevents people from getting on camera because they're either shy or they're worried about what other people might think. And I think you've just got to, like you said, just it's, it's an opportunity to build a know, like and trust with somebody. And you've, you've just got to do it.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's, that's really all that is. Like there's no, <laughs> you can't talk about it any more than it's been talked about. You just have to do it. And yeah. when you do that and you commit to seven days, 14 days, whatever, you just commit to a number of days, you build a momentum. And what you're doing that's interesting is you're practicing in real time, not caring about what other people think. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we don't practice enough, right? We're too used to just being in that moment of of like, oh, what if, oh. i I care about this i have a habit when you're practicing not doing the habit you're actually practicing a different habit which is much more uh uh, damaging yeah
0: yeah uh i'm i don't know how often you get this but um when because you're, you're you're practicing almost every day but i still get those moments of oh i could cancel today but doing that would just lead to more procrastination. So uh, I'm glad that I did press live on this conversation and yeah, I'm enjoying myself. So Um, this podcast is all about actionable steps. So, um, you know, giving people practical advice to take their business to the next level. So what three tips or at least three can you give today that might help somebody go that one step closer to their B goal and, and so on?
1: Yeah, so there's there's a big one um, for me, and this this is um, it, you you have to be willing to take on the the impact of this. But Richard Branson had a, a famous quote where um, he he basically said that one of the keys to business is to say yes and figure it out later, hmm. right? And that's that's really what you have to do is go. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing. none of us do we're all figuring it out right like everybody thinks that like oh well these business people got it all figured like (laughs) anything figured out like we're we're more confused just at a we're just confused about different things because we've been through certain things that that uh, other people haven't but we're willing to be that kind of confused and figure it out Mm -hmm. right so you have to be willing to fly without navigation and i think that's that's not necessarily like an actionable step but in a sense it it is right like to be able Mm -hmm. to take actionable step you have to do that The next step is is find reasons to communicate with people. Ask questions. Get as much clarity as possible on whatever it is you're attempting to do. If you're going to go into video marketing, you need clarity. You need to understand what's good on video and what's not because it's not obvious when you watch a good video what makes it good, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So get educated on that. And if you can fall in love with learning, you'll never, ever be broke and you'll never, ever be uh, uh, less than entertained, right? Like you'll always have something Mm -hmm. new coming at you. Um, if you're going into digital marketing or search engine optimization, right, you you, obviously you got to get that clarity, but this is a really important piece. uh, And it's a very critical step that, that people miss. Um, don't, don't get caught in the trap of believing that you have to be good enough to do it. Get caught in the trap that the system you're learning works and it's good enough if I just follow it. Let the system be your confidence. Don't worry about you being your confidence. Your confidence will come when you see you execute the system the right way. So when you learn the video marketing system, right? You could probably attest to this because I remember when when uh, you mm. were in the community with Chris, um, but you learn the system, you follow the steps and do it. And then you go, oh, wow, that worked. Holy yes. crap. Now I can be confident about the system I'm deploying but the system is always the thing that makes it work. You're never the one that makes it work. And the sooner you can realize that, the sooner you don't have to get caught up in, well, I'm not as good as the other guy. It doesn't matter. My system Mm -hmm. rocks, right? I don't have to be as good as the other guy. I have a system that rocks, right? So fall in love with the system, not in love with your own ability to do something. Uh, And and that that might sound counterintuitive and it might even sound a little confusing to some people, But uh, I I want you to just think about it real quick in terms of a very simple context, right? If we're playing baseball as children, somebody throws the baseball and you have to swing and hit it, right? The system is very, very simple. If you see the ball coming towards you and you can hit it, try and hit it, right? Pretty soon you follow that system and suddenly you're smacking balls left, right, and center. Had nothing to do with you. You, you just had to follow the system of see the ball, swing the bat. See the ball, swing the bat. Same thing that everybody else was doing, right? But the one who followed the system with more attention, more detail, and completed those steps properly, those people hit the balls all the time, right? So yep. fall in love with letting the, the system be your confidence instead of you trying to be your confidence. Then you can be a badass after you master a system, right? So Yeah, I, I understand. Hopefully those weren't too intangible. I didn't uh, say go no yeah, here for this or anything. So,
0: so, so going off that, um, maybe some tangible <laughs> ones. <than that. laughs> uh, so let let's just go briefly into. I know SEO is one of your expertise. Um, what are the common mistakes you see, and what solution could you
1: uh, solve? Yeah. The most common mistakes that I see is that people try to learn SEO from too many different sources. Mm -hmm. There's many ways to the top of the mountain, right? And there's, depending on one path you take, you might run into a cliff and then you got to figure out how to scale down this cliff and work your way around. Another way, you might end at a giant lake and you have to figure out to swim across this lake, right? Another way might be such an easy, smooth glide up to the top that you're like, man, was that even a hike? Right? it doesn't matter which way you take. It matters that you understand the path that you're on. Right? Mm-hmm. And if you start looking at, well, what are all of these different paths? You never walk up one far enough to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. Right? So uh, the number one thing with search engine optimization is if you're learning in a particular community, don't go learn in 15 other ones at the same time. It's only going to confuse you. And then you're gonna have to figure out like, well, this person says this. And well, that mm-hmm. person says that like, just do something that follow a system until it, it, it finds some level of effectiveness. Once you're comfortable with that system, then you can go look at another one to see if there's a better way to do this. But too many people don't reach a level of effectiveness with SEO and they, they end up believing that it's dead or it doesn't work anymore or Google's mm. just too volatile to whatever. and it's ne- like it, it, it's funny. We, we joke about it in the industry because it's like, oh, SEO's dead again. Great, because some, some other marketing person says this, or Google put out this update. And I'll tell you, in my my community, we see Google put out an update, and we shrug our shoulders and go, all right, our rankings are probably going up, right? <laughs> because it's, it, like, it's not even an event for us to worry about whether a Google update is coming or not, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> other communities, that's the case. But you have to just learn to follow a system to get there, because you're not going to learn it trying to co- collect all of the different pieces. And make SEO this big technical monster, you just need to take it in bite-sized chunks and move forward accordingly. Um, some of the the best places to find reasonable SEO um, uh, and in good, I guess SEO uh, conversation, depending on what type of SEO you're doing, there's local SEO, which is a different monster than, say, uh, affiliate or mm-hmm. uh, a national e-commerce brand or something. Each one of those sites has a different sort of approach, but um, there's a group uh, on, uh, I think they renamed it. Um, I think it's called uh, Maps Rainmaker on Facebook is one of the the groups that I'm a part of and mm-hmm. uh, do a little bit of coaching in from time to time. It used to be called Fusion Uh, And that's a great group of people. And then that's actually a lead into one of the private communities that I do coaching in. And um, there, there's only uh, the the only way to get my coaching at this point in any public manner, other than special events. Like when uh, Chris Cunningham and I do something is, is through that uh, private community that way. Um, So uh, what, what I would do is just follow something and make it work. See yourself Mm -hmm. succeed. First and foremost, with whatever you're learning in SEO, and then move to the next thing. Don't don't sit there and question and like, well, what about this? This contradicts that. Whatever. Like, of course mm-hmm. it does. Different paths to the top of the mountain.
0: Just, yeah, just, one, just you know. trust yeah. in a system or trust in one person or one group, and don't look elsewhere. Like uh, for episode two, uh, his name's Phil. Uh, we call him the podcast mogul. But uh, besides that, he has like took. Me under his wing and teaching me all about podcasting and podcast nice. consulting and stuff. But my attention is on him, you know, asking him questions. What? How do I do this? How do I do that? Not going to different podcast editors. Uh, yeah. And I think my attention, it, it's not an obsession over him. But, you know, having a mentor just like you would, like I did have with Chris Cunningham, and I still do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, yeah. That's exactly the advice you were giving. So um, let me just ask maybe two more questions if you've got time. Yeah, whatever you need. man. So um, I know it's kind of besides SEO, but how are you currently generating revenue for your business?
1: So I do a few different things. Um, I have uh, a digital agency um, where we generate revenue and that's that's dominantly done through through networking. I'm exploring a number of other advertising methods as I always am, but but dominantly through through um, uh, networking and meeting new people. I also have revenue share interests in other agencies. um and uh, we do uh, dominantly like generating leads for that is is, Uh, what we call an SDR, uh, which is a a sales development rep, I believe is what that stands for. Um, They're basically appointment setters, right? And then they Mm -hmm. set with somebody who's our actual salesperson. They do the closing. Those new leads come in that way. Uh, I also have a fulfillment company. So we actually take care of white label fulfillment for other agencies. So you could actually have somebody that's just a good salesperson. They start up an agency. They don't even need to know SEO or any of the stuff will take care of fulfilling most of what they need to do Mm -hmm. um, in in that sense. And, uh, we just take a cut of, of things. And a lot of times it's just a one-time price for, for something. Um, and then I have my coaching side of things. So the, the coaching side of things, uh, we're constantly bringing new people into the programs. That's uh, traffic tsunami is the coaching program that I'm part of. Um, depending on, uh, um, how you get in there and and what things are that's usually going to be something like a five or six thousand dollar coaching uh kind of community and that covers at least one year of of that coaching and then Mm -hmm. uh things going forward from there but we cover everything i mean we cover everything from affiliate to in fact greg morrison is one of the coaches in there and he's kind of the godfather of seo in a sense and uh, uh the stuff he does most people don't know he's one of the best affiliate people on the planet and We have uh, just fantastic case studies and things with that. We do a ton with local SEO. We build agencies right over the shoulder. So we built a seven-figure agency, documented the entire process. So everybody's got access to all that. Like we do a lot of really cool stuff in there. Um, And it's my favorite place to be able to meet, connect, and and really Mm -hmm. enjoy everything that I do. So you can see I'm probably a little more passionate about talking about it. (laughs) So with that, we... um, uh th- those are all of my mainstreams of digital marketing revenue and then uh i also just because i'm a glutton for punishment i also own a wedding dj company here in Northern <laughs> so we we do that as well i've been an audio visual since 1997 so there's always some part of me that's going to stay there as well
0: well i've got to ask you um because the this is my, this is video but also audio uh, how can i improve my audio as a as a, as a podcaster, when I'm in the editing bay?
1: Um, so, uh, I'll tell you, <laughs> audio, <laughs> yeah, audio is a, um, audio is a, a constant battle because it depends on the environment in which it's recorded, but I'll tell you one of my favorite tools that I have. It's a paid tool. It's not terribly expensive, um, in the grand, uh, scheme of things, but it it is one of those things that will save you, over and over and over and over and over again and that mm-hmm. is the isotope rx tools so these okay. will cut uh they'll cut reverb uh they do a phenomenal job at cutting reverb out of a, a room that's just got a lot of that that weird echo to it oh, oh, yeah. um it'll cut any little pops and clicks you can kill uh, they've actually got a vocal denoiser so it'll actually just instantly denoise everything outside of the vocal track on there and um It's a really, really cool set of tools. You buy it once and you've just got it to be able to just drop things on. It works with all of the other video editing softwares. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's what I use dominantly as those RX tools to just clean up everything. And I just, I don't even, I barely worry about audio. Like I did a video shoot a couple weeks ago and we were out in the woods and there's all these like birds chirping and crickets and frogs and all of this stuff. And I've got a boom mic and a lav mic on on the person, and when you hear the raw audio, mm. you're like, "Man, this is crazy loud with all of this noise." And I drop this thing on and go bloop, and it's like the guys just talking in a movie. Uh, so it's actually the same tools that they use in Hollywood to be able to uh, to kill those kind of sounds out. So,
0: yeah, smart, and and especially for a wedding, then you 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 want it to just be them exchanging vows. You don't want the birds in the background.
1: Yeah, well, so what's interesting with weddings is it is a live environment, which is different than a recorded environment, right? Um, But we actually have a trick with the microphone. The biggest thing we fight in live environments with weddings is wind noise in the Mm. microphone. So we have a way that we can attach the microphone inside under the fabric, but still leave it exposed. And we cut all the wind noise and we can still produce that really good live sound even on a pretty windy day. So um, that's just a matter of Technique on how you you use the microphone in that situation. No processing there. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, and then
0: the last, well, there's probably going to be two ones, but uh, the the this question is what lesson would you like to leave with the listeners today? I know you've covered a lot in the short space of time.
1: Yeah. So the biggest lesson, right? Like we could talk about digital marketing strategies and, and this and that, and like that stuff's all over the place, right? There's a lot of really competent people to talk about that. What separates anybody who's getting started or anybody who wants to go further from the people who are already there is their ability to just get it done, right? Mm-hmm. So there's something that I deploy, and this is this is I'm, I'm becoming synonymous with this phrase now. Um, these are daily non-negotiables. A daily mm-hmm. non-negotiable task is something that's do or die. There's only a couple of things you're going to get done any day, or one of two outcomes rather is going to happen any day of your life. You're going to get a bunch of things done, or you're going to die, right? Those are the only two things that happen. So you might as well focus on making sure you get some of the things done that actually move tomorrow forward, Mm -hmm. right? So it's very important that you create these critical tasks that you must get done every day. They're more important than family. They're more important than anything outside of a true emergency that requires your immediate attention. These things are more important than that. They're more important than kids, than mom, than dad, than anybody else, because they make life better tomorrow for you, which makes it better for everybody else, right? Mm-hmm. You impact the world through daily non-negotiables. So when you're looking at your your endeavors in SEO or digital marketing or anything else, you have to create a daily non-negotiable task list. Mm-hmm. And That list has to be executed on. There is no going to bed, oh, I forgot this thing on my list. No, you get up and you go get it done and then you go to bed, right? Like you take mm-hmm. it with that level of precision. And what happens is, You build confidence very quickly because you're seeing yourself execute a framework, right? Mm. And you execute it day over day over day. And you're shutting down the story that you can't do it or that you don't deserve it or whatever else, because you're actually seeing yourself getting it done. Mm. It doesn't matter how you feel, right? You could feel terrible. It doesn't matter how you think about it. You could think it's the worst idea in the world. Feeling and thinking mean nothing in a world where doing is the thing that makes the difference, right? So this is what you need to take away from anything that you you're exposed to me on is if you don't have a daily non-negotiable, you're failing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's it. Like you're never going to move as fast as you could. You're never going to get to your, your goals. You have to put at least one daily non-negotiable down. That is today this gets done or I die. Those are the yeah. only two outcomes and take it that seriously because it, certainly you can fail. But if you go into tomorrow and you realize you didn't get it done, go, oh. all right, Today we're making up for things. We're, we're getting this done. We're getting this thing back yeah. on track and this becomes a guiding principle of your life. And you build a level of confidence that, you know, you can do anything then once you do these for a long enough time, like you can look at life or whatever challenges you have and like, come at me, bro. Mm-hmm. I've got this system that I know I can work through this. I know I can knock these things out and it doesn't even matter what challenges I face. Cause I know me now I'm confident in my framework and my system this is what I bring to the table. So that's the dominant lesson I want everybody to learn on the planet, let alone just taking <laughs> this podcast. And,
0: and it's, um, it, you're keeping accountable to yourself. It's integrity. Is the yes. there. Um, so the floor is yours. How can people get in touch with you?
1: Um, How
0: can they find you, et cetera, et cetera? And that's yeah,
1: so I don't have one of these big uh like social media platforms or this or that. I just have my private Facebook thing. So friend request me on Facebook. Um uh that's the easiest way to do it. And uh um, you know, you can send me a private message on Facebook as well. I tend to see those. I sometimes I'm really busy and I'm not able to get back to them immediately, but I'm I'm happy to do that. Uh and then if you want to as well, you can also uh, look to join. The group is called Fusion Laboratory. I thought they had changed the name, but they they didn't. Um, Fusion Laboratory on Facebook. That's going to get you some uh, uh, introduction introduction to some really good SEO stuff. Um, some of my training is in there. Uh, all of the people that are part of the community that I've been part of for years and years are in there as well. So you can just request access to that. Um, and that'll get you into a, a really, really good space. It's called Fusion Laboratory. Um, and uh, if you got any questions on anything else, if you've got any like uh, SEO questions or um, yeah, digital marketing questions or personal development questions, anything like that, feel free to just message me on Facebook. That's the easiest way to, to get it done. I'm not even gonna, I, I don't have any websites that like as a digital okay. marketer, my clients get all the love. Uh, I don't really do a lot for myself that way. And any of the websites I have are like, nah, I don't really care if anybody goes there. <laughs> do that. So just connect with yeah. I'd rather yeah. connect with people anyways than send you to a, a webpage that doesn't really say everything. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and plus they can get the selling frameworks for free anyway. You, you give that away sure. on your website. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, so get the selling frameworks, learn them, and yeah, reach out to Josh, that's, that's all I did. <laughs> Yep. Um, yeah. So, so thank you Josh for joining me today it, it was my pleasure to have you on and, uh, um, I'm excited to join the group and learn um, how I can take this podcast to the next level uh, I think that's it that finalizes it
1: yeah thanks for having me on and uh, keep kicking butt man uh, I love seeing you you grow I've, I've, I've seen you for a while now and uh, you've been you've been getting it done your daily non-negotiables are on point so uh, okay keep... <laughs> well thank you. <laughs> I'm
0: blushing. Uh, <laughs> no, okay. I'm going to end it. <laughs> all right. Thank you again for listening to this week's episode of Talking with Experts podcast with myself and Josh I Hope you got a lot out of it. If you want to watch this back, then go over to YouTube dot com slash c slash Talking with Experts podcast, and you'll be able to watch all the other episodes that have been live streamed as well as the videos that I've uploaded onto that. So. I hope you got a lot out of this episode. Make sure to reach out to Josh as well and start writing down your non-negotiables for your business. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye.